0: bong bong welcome to the potty is supported by bet with joel the best in sports betting advice if you sign up to bet with joel he's going to send you the best tips the the best bookmaker to bet through how much of your bankroll to bet and why all right now i'm going to be honest with you guys because i don't want to fucking i'm not trying to i'm not trying to slang some shit that i don't fuck with now i was on i was on the gold package for maybe 12 months maybe a little bit less than 12 months killed it for about eight months and had about a four a four month little downward spiral and instead of instead of getting rid of bet with Joel, you know what I did I upgraded I upgraded to the black package I was like let me see some of these bets and I've got these black bets coming through and I'm back on a positive trajectory making this k- cash. all right. But it's your decision. You pick your package. Bronze, silver, gold, black. You can add the global package. You can add the AFL package. You can mix and match. You can do all types of shit, bruh, bruh. All right? But you sign up. You do what you do. You get money. Sign up to Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Um... betwithjoel.com slash ref that's r-e-f slash welcome to the potty p-o-d-d-y alright please use that link that's how we get a little bit of kickback that supports the welcome to the potty podcast if you want 50% off your first week yeah you want 50% off your first week enter promo code potty exclusive five zero that's p-o-d-d-y exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week now, you can at least give me that. Want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast? Go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and buy yourself one of these. More soft. Welcome to the Potty. Unsourced t-shirts. These shits is black and gold. All right. You go out there with 10 extra swag points, dude. It's like a video game and you're in creator player mode and you're you creator podcaster, right? And you see this fucking pimping, black and gold fucking unsourced t-shirt, bro. And you just got that that W-T-T-P drip. That unsourced a drip drop
1: dripping.
0: You feel me, bro? You want 20 extra sad, uh, swag points? You want biatches hanging from your back, boy? Welcome to thepotty.com slash store. Five percent of all proceeds go to a different charity each month, and we need a goddamn coffee sponsor. But let's start the show. Welcome to the party, bung Welcome, welcome, yeah.
1: welcome, welcome, to the party, Welcome, baby. Welcome oh, no, no, no. Welcome, baby. Welcome, welcome to the party, bung,
0: bung. It's your man Claytron, a.k.a. the big boss man, a.k.a. the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, a.k.a. the milkman, because I always deliver, a.k.a. the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI podcast and the captain. Dude, I can do that so easy, and then when Billy Darcy was here this week, I fucked it. I felt bad. I felt like I should have restarted that shit, dude, but we move forwards, bro. We move forwards. Um, I haven't checked in with you guys for a while. I haven't checked in with you guys for a while. Well, I have with a guest. I haven't really been doing much of that solo, dolo podcast hitters, bro. But we are out here, Drew, and I'm back and I'm excited. And you can feel it. You can feel it. It's good to be back with my potty family, bro. Man. Man, I've missed you guys, dude. Um... Man, had a lot of guests over this Fringe season. Uh, I don't have any more booked. The Fringe is almost over. Actually, by the time you get this, uh, this episode, the Fringe will be over. Um, I've got my last set of the Fringe tonight, um, which will be last night for you guys. But I'm obviously not able to give you guys... Oh, well, you know, let's estimate. Um, okay, let's do this. Oh, I I had my last show of the fringe last night and fucking, I'm a dad, bro. No, honestly, this five minutes, I developed this five minutes just for this, um, this fringe season. Um, I haven't done it live yet. Well, I've done it live, but I haven't done it to an audience. So I guess I haven't done it live. You know, I haven't done this live yet. So tonight will be my first time. Um, I'm not sure how happy I am with it, but it's not about how happy I am. I guess it's about how happy the crowd is. So we'll see how that goes. I think there's a couple of the bees coming housemate, Dan, not to be confused with roommate, Dan. I think he's coming. I'm not sure if clouds coming. I think Chiz might be coming, uh, moose and, uh, Robine. I think they're coming. So that's, that's like four or five people. Um, then hopefully, hopefully at least, two of those people will be keen for beers following. Um, and I say two of those people because I know Moose won't be. Um, he he hates beers. He did beers for a wedding last weekend, so we won't see him probably have another beer for probably another 13 or 14 months. Um, Rich Owen and, and Cheers, now that could be possible. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll let you guys know next week about that. Um, so let me, yeah, let me go through the guests that I had over Fringe and just you know formally thank them so Evan Demore from from Canada you know but he lives in uh um the U- the UK not the Ukraine but he lives in the UK um he was you know he was great he was very open and, and honest and friendly and I've I've seen him a few times throughout this fringe season and he's been very warm and I uh I you know I feel like he could be he could be a, a continuing friend, uh, to be honest. Um, next we had Shadwicker and, and Pete James, Peter James. They were both on, they shared, they shared the, 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 uh, the studio with me. Uh, and th- those two, again, um, I was hanging out with them pretty regularly following that. They were only here for two weeks and I caught up with them a fair bit. Um, they were, they were very nice warm people i felt and this is no knock on the adelaide comics maybe it is maybe this is a subtweet but i felt like they were so support. like i felt very supported by them like i felt very like oh man you like yeah like you're a champion like i don't know whereas uh, adelaide comics i feel like I haven't really wanted to hang out or talk much or whatever but i also think that my social anxiety plays a role in that. And they may think that I'm a dickhead or, or, or I'm not very nice or something too. So that's, that's also part of it. But those two, those two, um, have already invited me up to Cairns and Brisbane to do shows and stuff. So, um, once I sort out what I'm doing, um, I'll be going up there, which is fucking fantastic. Um, following that I had Mr. James McCann, um, who who I think is a comedy genius. He's very fun, very funny, very friendly. Uh, I've seen him a few times out, and he's been very willing to talk. And he, he's always said that he's willing to come on the potty, but sometimes you think people are doing lip service. But he came on. He finally came on. He lives in Melbourne now as well. He's from Adelaide, but he lives in Melbourne. So um he he finally came on. Um and me and Rachel went and saw his show, which was which was fucking great. Oh, and by the way, I saw, I saw Pete and Shad's joint show and their individual shows as well, which were also great. And I'm going to try after my show tonight, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, um, see maybe Evan's show cause he's, he's got a late show. Um, what else? Uh, after James, we had Richo. Now Richo wasn't really part of the fringe, but he came in to f- just to feature in Shad and Pete Save the World. And then he uh, he heard the episode of those two, and he loved it, and he wanted to jump on, so he jumped on. Now he got now me and him we talked about racism. I think he said the N word maybe on it, but that was okay. Um, I think we talked about uh, you know comedy, females in comedy. Um, I think we talked about. Um, beating your kids. some uh, Lots of controversial things. We didn't get any emails in of people complaining. And that just goes to say that my my fan base or my listenership is not filled with snowflake bitch boys. You understand? So I, I really do like that. Uh, who else? After Richo, I think I think I had Blake Everett. Blake Everett, who is another young comedian who's just like, he's very good. He's very multimedia. He does, he does lights. He does sounds. He does guitar. He does jokes, you know? Um, and he's a very friendly man. So he he and Pete came out and we went, we went and did some King of the Court together. We were shooting hoops and then we did, we played King of the Court and almost died of cardiac arrest. Uh, I'm unfit. I'm unfit than a motherfucker right now, but Um, Blake, great guy. I didn't get the chance to see his show and I feel like a dog. Um, but he's another one that I feel like will be a continuing friend that I will uh, be able to, to go and see. And maybe, maybe even James McCann as well. He, He may be him and, and Richo, I think Richo liked me, so. So these are people, um, then we had the guest of the year episode. This was unrelated to fringe, but that was Brianna Bowley. And that was good to finally, um, get some estrogen in the room, you know, cause I've been getting mad dudes in here. I need to get some more female guests, but I've do, I'm in talks with a female guest from Adelaide. So this should be easy to organize. And we were talking about today, but, uh, today just wasn't going to work. Um, so possible, possible next weekend that we'll have another female in here which will be, uh, which will be good. I don't know if you're supposed to gender people or whatever, but, but I'll call her a female uh, for now. Um, then the final guest, I believe, was Billy Darcy, Mr. Billy Darcy. Um, now, I'll be honest, I probably felt the least vibe happening in here with him. Um, I mean, he seemed like, he seemed keen to do it when we were messaging and stuff. And then when he got here, he just saw, sort of seemed off it. I honestly don't believe that he's enjoying his time in Adelaide. I don't think he likes Adelaide. And I think he just was, yeah, I don't know if he really wanted to be here. Uh, I think I maybe prepared shitty questions as well. I think they were different to the normal bullshit fucking, uh, and when did you first realize you are funny, that shit. But uh, maybe, maybe just weren't, my questions weren't engaging enough and the, the, the game for charity was shit. Um, so uh, Triple M actually removed that part of the interview out. Um, and we just, we just basically paid for, for um, uh, car park tips, Westfield car park tips. We paid $50 to Beyond Blue for that. So... Um, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a shit show and I'm not saying it was a bad guest. I'm saying he, he just didn't, I don't think, I don't think he really liked me that much or wanted to be here heaps. I don't know. But thank you to all of those people for, um, you know, supporting the show, being on the show, um, engaging with me over this fringe season. It was my first fringe season, even though I didn't do my own show, but I've, I've done in several spots. Um, shout out to Sean Conway, who I wasn't able to get on the show. He was only here for a week, um, but shout out to him for having me open for him uh, two nights. I opened for him, I think, or three, two. I opened for him two nights. So, and he's uh, from all accounts, from all the people I've talked to, he seemed like one of the friendliest guys in comedy, and he was friendly to me. Gave me two opening spots. Um, yeah, man. So shout out to Sean Conway and, um, he's, he's, he shares, he shares a heart with the welcome to the potty podcast. Cause a hundred percent of his ticket sales actually go to, um, like homeless. And so while he's, his fringe season was, um, to food bank SA, I believe. So that was cool. Mm. I fucking love coffee, bro. Honestly. Uh, what else? What else man have we got more updates last weekend uh before my opening show with Sean Conway it was Renee's uh birthday and Renee Renee is like a french sounding name but Renee is uh Renee's Asian so she's she's mileage's better half and mileage if you don't know much about mileage he you know he he knows he knows more about distances than he travels them you know he uh but he he does he does have Distance knowledge and beer knowledge as well. He does homebrew and he has some nice beers that he brews up. And he he actually said he had a friend coming over to to give him some tips. So I'd be interested to hear about that. Um, he could be that could be a show beer. You know beer facts with with measurement mileage. Um, so it was Renee's thirtieth birthday. Um, so I went there. I had one drink at home before I went there, and I had one drink there because I I knew I had to leave and open for Sean. So I wasn't drinking very much. Went uh, and this was Great Gatsby themed, right? And then Renee said to make it easier for the guys, we'll make it Great Gatsby, Roaring Twenties, and Peaky Blinders. So I went sort of looking Peaky Blinders, except like more fancy, maybe like maybe like a richer Peaky Blinders. Um, uh, but also those guys are crime rich, you know. So they're you know. Maybe, maybe I went exactly as Peaky Blinders, not a richer version. Um, so what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I left her birthday, went down the street, like probably a five minute walk, opened for Sean, got three hecklers, two hecklers with two men sitting in the back, drunk as fuck, just yelling, shut them down, you know? Um, and it transitioned into a joke too, cause I've got a joke about, um, like nicknames, and I just these two, these two sort of maybe homoerotic men, but that think they're straight, were sort of yelling out. And I said, How long you guys been together? You know? And they, then they sort of went quiet and then tried to make tried to be funny and said six months, right? And I was like, Do you have little nicknames for each other? And they, you know, said something, something about um some something gay, something gay sort of nicknames, jackhammer or something like that. Um, and I, and I, you know, went into my joke about nicknames and then they were quiet for that. And then I get into my joke about onions and some cunts phone starts ringing. And I, you know, I was like, do you want me to answer that, dude? I was like, fucking amateur hour. Like at least put the motherfucker on silent. And then he's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Puts it down. Doesn't turn it on silent. And the fucking thing rings again. And I should have abandoned the joke, right? This is what I... In hindsight, I should have probably abandoned the joke after that. And I, well, I told him to get out and do his business. And then someone, then he leaves and then I start the joke and then someone else walks in and she starts just asking questions.
1: Is this, is this Sean Conway?
0: I was like, yes, I'm Sean Conway. I was like, no, I'm opening for Sean Conway. I was like, do you need to, so I'm talking to this bitch about, does she need to take a seat, right? Finally, she, and then I'm like, okay, where was, I? I should have abandoned the joke, moved on to a new joke you know but I basically retold the joke she ruined the show well not the show but she ruined that joke for and that well not she but she and the fucking phone guy who didn't come back in by the way which I was fucking happy about and um but yeah so so that habit, but I felt overall I did pretty well um I felt like I dealt with the heckle as well. I've had some, I've had a couple of hecklers previously that didn't do well. I had this group of drunk guys. I think I've talked about this on the show. This drunk footy team come in and they were just yelling and I told them to shut up and they didn't. And so I just started telling my jokes louder <laughs> into the microphone. Um, and that was probably top three worst gigs I've had. So, um, no, but Sean, I actually really was happy about that show at Sean's. I felt like I did really well. People liked it. Um, went back to Renee's place and I got absolutely shit-faced hammered, right? Went home about 2, 2.30 in the morning. And then the next day we had our housewarming. So we get up about uh, 10, me and Rach, we go to the store at 11, pick up all this shit, food, alcohol and ice and shit. And I think we did well. I, that was our first sort of like, um, I, not, yeah, I wouldn't say party, but you know sort of yeah housewarming party I said yeah party yeah so that was our first thing and I think I think we did well we had a whole bathtub full of booze whole table full of food no one needed to order uber eats or fucking um what else do they order pizza no one had to order things like that um and me, Ricey, and Lavelle all uh, we 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 were the last three standing. We were here we'll probably to about 2, 2.30. I actually don't remember them leaving or me going to bed. Like we, you know, started drinking pretty early and I was still probably drunk for the night before. So I had some alcohol in my system. And that's out now. That took till about Wednesday to leave my body. I wasn't feeling feeling normal till about Wednesday. Um uh, I said on the episode I did say something on an episode. I think I did a a, one solo episode at some stage. Um, But I said something about uh, me and Lavelle. Me and Lavelle only talk about NBA. Um, And he brought that up and we talked about so much other stuff uh, at the Housewoman. And um, I remember some of it. You know, I remember some of it, but then he messaged me like, shit, that got heavy towards the end. And I was like, fuck, I kind of remember a little bit of heaviness, but not exactly what it was or how heavy it was. So, yeah, I felt a little bit like a fucking drunk person then, but that's probably because I was that. That's probably what I was. So that's, that's pretty much um, the long weekend that we had. And that was fun. Went back to work, went back to, you know comedy I actually haven't done any comedy this week I feel rusty and I've got to get up on stage tonight and I'm closing the show guys closing the show first time first time ever probably so that's interesting we'll see how that goes. that's pretty cool though to get that experience that'll be fun I've got to got to practice that today but I've got so much shit to do today check this out check out my list it's like do the potty mow the lawn um, take the bottles to the bottle place for recycling money. Take that money to Bunnings to buy some topsoil, put the topsoil down, even it out, flatten it out, right? Put some turf down on top of that. Water that, water the turf. Cause we're trying to get this yard sorted before we get this dog. We're getting this dog soon. I'll get into that in a minute. So just do all that all day. Um... And I've got to somehow, I've got to at least play one game of, um, NBA live, NBA 2K. I've got to play one game of that at least. And I've got to practice my set for tonight at least three times before I go. And I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably get an Uber. I'll probably get an Uber in just in case the guys do want to get some, some beers. Um, yeah, so that's my day today, man. I went to the store yesterday um, to buy to buy toilet paper. I finally found a store with toilet paper. We've already got a fair bit, but because like a couple weeks ago, Rach and I we did bad communication, right, or no communication, and we both went to the store after work, bought bought toilet paper, twenty four pack each, and we were like, oh, whoops. And this is before this is before everyone went wild for toilet paper. So we were like, oh shit, we got toilet paper for ages. Then the toilet paper thing happened. We were like, fuck, how lucky is that? Um, and then yesterday I went to the store to buy like some canned goods because I'm starting to get nervous about this, this ro-ro, you know, this coronavirus. So I'm getting nervous about this virus, dude. So I'm like, what if, what if our country goes on lockdown like everything else, you know? So I'm buying baked beans, you know, stuff that doesn't go off. I'm buying all that. And, uh, and meat, you know, some meat to put in the freezer that I can cook up so I can have something substantial. If, uh, you know, if we go on lockdown or something, or if work's like, hey, bruh, don't come in for two weeks cause we nervous. So I went there, got some more toilet paper. Um, and then, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over it, bruh. I'm over pretending that someone ate a bat, dude, you know? we always, you know, fucking first off, cook your meat correctly. We cook our chicken because otherwise we get that other thing. Salmon, salmonella, you know, we get salmonella if we don't cook our chicken. So cook your bats. If you're going to, if you're, bro, if shit, if shit's that hard that you got to eat bats instead of chickens, cook your bats. All right. Two, I don't believe this shit came from a bat anymore. I'm going full conspiracy on this shit. I told the guys yesterday in the group text. I said, "Listen, I'm going full conspiracy on this. You know, I am. I've decided. I've decided that um, that this shit was made in a lab, and that they they sent they sent they released this virus to see how quickly it would spread, right?" And they're like, you know, we'll lose some people in the process, probably old people and babies, you know, things nobody really cares that much about except babies, people, you know, but like, they're like, you know, fuck it with, there's already too many of us. So we'll just, we'll do this to see how quickly it spreads. And then when we figure it out, we'll attach a deadly germ to it. Right. And, and we'll, and then we'll start making threats to. Other countries, you know, whoever did this, it could have been China that did it, it could have been the US, it could have been Canada, it could have been us for all I know, but it probably was China or Japan, could be Japan, could be Russia, it could be the Cold War all over again, but instead of nuclear weapons, it's biochemical weapons. Think about that. Okay? It's people are saying, you know, it's to control the population. No, now that's dumb because corporations don't care about the environment we already know that they're polluting you know the flint the water in flint flint hasn't had fresh water in god knows how long flint michigan you know we got fucking we got piles of trash spinning around out in the oceans people are talking about drilling through the great barrier reef or something you know so people, these, no one cares about the environment. So no one's worried about the fucking population crisis. People prefer the population crisis because the more the more motherfuckers there is, the more money we can make, right? Oh shit, there's only, there's only 5 billion people. That means that's 3 billion people less that I can sell, you know, my horse shit to, you know? That I can sell my fucking, you know, iPhone case to. You know, if there's less people, how am I supposed to make money? How am I supposed to, you know, sell, sell, sell Amazon.com things, you know, or Wish? Dude, I get Wish, I get Wish, uh, advertisements all the time. I've never shopped at Wish before once, not once. And I get Wish and it's all like weird sexual shit, like a cup that you put under your undies and it's, and it's got a cock shape molded into it to make it look like your slab looks bigger and I was like hey listen I'm blessed I don't need a I don't need a fake slab piece you understand oh sorry I had to have a, I had to drink that coffee and I understand my friends are listening we all have the inside joke of you know I've got the tiniest dick ever like they call me sultana cock or sometimes you know rice grain dick or you know cranberry you know cranberry cock or you know, you know, you know, pin dick, you know, sometimes I go out with the, the classics, a hey, penny, you know, a hey, micro penis, things like that. But my, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually blessed. Rachel, Rachel gets confused. Cause she, she's like, she's like, how big are all of their dicks? Right. She's like, if you've got, if you've got a small dick, what the fuck are they working with? You know? So, I still consider myself a grower, not a shower, though. Like, um, like if I do exercise, if I do exercise, dude, my thing is, fucking. Uh, I understand, you know, it's fucking, I don't know if like, if it, if it sweats all its meat out, but it, when I do exercise, dude, my dick is fucking gone, bruh. But when I, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I have my, you know, they call it morning wood or things like that, that shit is fucking, we got to sometimes make sure the ceiling fan's not on, you understand? Because it'll give me a circumcision, believe that. <laughs> um, How did I get onto penises, dude? Just talking about coronavirus, bro. Um, how the fuck did I get onto Cox? I honestly don't remember. Um, coronavirus, lockdowns, geez. Who, fu- like, I honestly don't know. I honestly, I just sit here talking, right? We're at 28 minutes. I just talk for 28 minutes. And I don't even remember. Like, I just black out in the booth, you know? Oh, yeah. Amazon, Wish, Wish.com trying to sell me. They trying to sell me, um, like... Like, black leather mini dresses and shit. Like, they think I'm a sexual deviant. You know? And I'm not that. Tell you this, dude. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm hungover, I'm super horny, but also, like, don't want to fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm super horny, bruh. But then I'm like, ugh. I need some water, you know, I don't know, what the fuck am I, dude, is that too much information, bro, this is, I share shit on this, alright, you're welcome, you know, you're welcome that I I bring, I bring that heart, I bring that fucking, I bring that, you know, I bring that fucking truth to the welcome to the potty podcast, bro. Um, uh, oh, coffee, bro. I had two too big a mouthful, and I guess burps is when you have two bigger mouthfuls and an air gets trapped in your um your belly and, instead of your lungs. And that's and that's a burp. Um. So anyway, this coronavirus is starting to look pretty pretty serious, right? Um. And I've been playing it off for a while, and that's why I've decided instead of playing it off, I'm going full conspiracy on this, but. I've been playing it off for a while, saying you know, it's just a flu and whatever. And now, now it's looking it's looking a bit more serious, right? Um, the death rate's rising, but I think it's still mainly old people and babies and people with like compromised immune systems, like some people. You know, you got that friend that's like, oh, "I'm sick." It's like, weren't you sick three weeks ago, bro?" Like, yeah, "I'm sick again." I'm like, "Jesus Christ, Richard." Get some vitamin C in you, bro. Um. well, I don't know, I don't know why I said Richard. Probably because I've said housemate Dan, who is also Richo, and I also was talking about Richo the guest. Um. So I have got Richo on the mind. Maybe I don't know. But um. Yeah. So I was getting serious, right? The bruh. The NBA has suspended the season for thirty days minimum, right? Because Rudy Gobert. He's a Frenchman and he's, he's a black, he's a mixed Frenchman. He's, he's a light skinned seven foot Frenchman, but he's soft too for his size. Um, you know, he got it. He got that, that COVID-19 bro, that coronavirus, And he, um, he had a, he had a post game press conference the other day before he got before he got that that COVID, um, and he was fucking around, bro. He's playing too much. He's out there touching all the microphones and all the, th- and then he's got it. And it's like now you look like a, you know, now you look like a right fuckwit, you know. You look. I don't even know how to do French either. Oh, you look like a fuckwit. Something like that. Um. So this fucking guy, right? So he's a fuckhead. And now Donovan Mitchell from the same team, the Utah Jazz. Now he's got it. Um, They're saying Charles Barkley has flu-like symptoms. Steph Curry has flu-like symptoms. This dude, Justin Trudeau, or is that his name, Justin? The Prime Minister of Canada. Trudeau. Old blackface. He, he's got the shit, but he's not getting tested for it. He's just quarantining. And I don't know the... I don't really understand the logic behind that. Is, is he trying to save resources? Or is he... It makes you look weak probably if you're the leader. If you're the fucking leader. Um, and you get that shit. Trump's
1: probably talking wild shit about him. Like, uh, Trudeau, he's... I mean, you see... Americans, We we understand how to... You know, it's it's looking good. The numbers, they're down, but, you know, we're trying to get them down, but they're up about 15. Uh, we need them to be down. Uh, it's tremendous. We're doing well. We're doing very well with it. Uh, the borders, we need to close them. It's very easy. It's not hard. I'm a natural at it. Uh, everybody's been saying, how do you, everybody's been asking me, how do you know so much how do you know so much about this kind of stuff? And I think I'm a natural at it. Uh, my uncle's a very smart man. I'm, I'm a very smart man. I'm a natural. Sometimes I think maybe I should have, instead of, instead of becoming the president of the United States, maybe I should have gone into this. What are you fucking talking about, guy? Sometimes he just talks,
0: doesn't he? Sometimes he just talks. Bro, Rachel does that. Like She will have a thought, an internal thought that I don't hear. And then she'll just talk about it. Like I know what she's talking about.
1: Like she'll, she'll
0: just be, I'll be sitting there, right? We'll be watching a movie and she'll just be like, sometimes she just doesn't know the difference between left and right. And I just don't know what her problem is. And I'll be like, hold up.
1: We're watching Black Panther. What the fuck are you talking about, Donald? You know, I've done that before.
0: I've, and I've caught myself. Because I'll say something and someone will just look at me like, bruh, did you just have a stroke? And I'll be like, no, nah, I had a thought. Then I talked about it without without actually telling you what my my initial thought was to trigger that. So that happens. But that's what Trump seems to be doing a lot. He's just like fucking wild. About it. That's why probably Trudeau, he doesn't want to admit he's got that corona. Because Trump will come out
1: and be like, um, Canada's weak. We need to build a wall on the northern border as well. Uh, Canada is full of coronavirus, uh, America, the numbers are, they're up, but we need to get them down and they're going down. It's tremendous. We're doing very well, very well. Um, and that's my, and that's my Trump.
0: That's my Trump impersonation. Um, so yeah, the, the NBA isn't the only, isn't the only sports league, dude. Listen to this, the, the MLB, that's major league baseball. Major League Soccer, National Hockey League, the Grand Prix in, in, I think in Melbourne, gone, cancelled, Melbourne International Comedy Festival, bye-bye, dude, it's devastating, people have traveled here, first of all, people have already traveled here for it, spend that bread, people have, um, you know, vendors have, uh, vendors have, um, like, made all their food orders and stuff, and then, Now what? Um people have bought tickets. Um artists artists, you know, need need the ticket money, that's how they survive. You know, think about this, these million dollar athletes, right? These making multi-million dollars a year, they're fine for this 30 days. But what about what about the dude at the hot dog stand making $10 an hour? What now what's he do? Miss Rent? A couple of players have taken it upon themselves. To, uh, you know, donate to, to the arena workers, Kevin Love in Cleveland, Zion Williamson in New Orleans. And that's, that's noble, bro. That's Ross Noble for, for them. Um, but it's wild, dude. So I would say if you did buy tickets to Melbourne comedy or any music or anything like that, don't get a refund, man. All right, you, you, you know, thirty dollars or twenty dollars, sometimes fifteen dollars, sometimes hundred dollars, maybe. You know, if you need that, some people don't. Some people might actually need that. But if it's like a fifteen-dollar ticket or something, then you, it's not really going to change much to you. I'd say don't get a refund, man. Help, help these artists out, especially at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. A lot, a lot of these comedians they ain't like Bill Burr and shit. They're not multi-million-dollar guys. These are these are cats that you know, make enough each year to, to pay their taxes or whatever, barely, you know, or they're like me, they work full time and they do comedy and it's, it's hard. It's, you got to put money in, you got to spend, when you go on tour, you're, you got to pay money and you're barely covering the cost with ticket sales. You know, you're, you're just out there trying to build a name and you're actually, you're actually sinking money in. So I would say, I would say don't, don't get refunds if, if you can afford it. it. I think that'd be the right thing to do. This coronavirus is killing us all, dude. Not killing, like killing our pockets is what I'm saying. Check this out. I've been telling you cats, me and Rachel are going to Europe in um, fucking April. Yeah, I've started canceling shit, dude. I've started sending emails anyway and I haven't got any emails back, but... Flights, I'm trying to cancel. Flights, accommodation, I'm trying to get refunds too. Because these is, these is all multi-million dollar companies, right? That, that we've, you know, Qatar Airways, you know? Fucking big ass hotels, you know? So I'm just trying to get my money back. Um, some of these hotels you don't prepay, so that's, that's lucky. So we might not have to pay. Um what else man what else um yeah so yeah we're canceling the trip dude so that that i had a dark dark fucking basically thursday and friday i was feeling pretty shit about that because thursday was i was on the road all day but i was hearing all this news and i was like fuck i have to start canceling like this isn't gonna be good right all these Countries are closing their borders and shit, so... I can't... I I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to cancel. So I got home Thursday night and started canceling shit. Friday, um, I was just upset, man. Like, fuck. I've been grinding, dude. Burning the candle at both ends. If the candle had three ends, I'd be burning it from three ends. Because I've been working... uh, I've been working, like, probably 40 hours a week. Then I have been doing the potty. Then I've been doing comedy, right? So I've been, I've been out there grinding, bro. Like, you know, sleeping five hours a night and it's just hard, bro. I'm getting fat too. I'm getting fat. Don't have time to work out. So, and I'm, you know, sometimes I don't have time to cook. So I'll, you know, I'll just eat at the comedy club or at the bar or whatever, like chips and burgers and shit. I'm getting fat. Um, so I was thinking about that too. I was just in a dark place, man. I was like, I'm, I'm fat. I've been working hard. I just want to go on this holiday and have a break, you know, do a couple of sets in London or whatever. I was excited, bro. Go see PK, Flash 89 over in London and it's canceled. So I was flat and, um, I was flat and fat, bro. And, So now, so now we don't really know what we're going to do. We've got our, we're going to cancel our leave. I think we've got this dog that we're, um, we're probably going to get in the next couple of months. So I think we're going to, what we're going to do is shift our leave over and take one week of leave, take one week of leave and, um, and spend time with the dog when we first get it. I think that'll be good. Um and then just save save leave up get as much refund as we can and, and rebook this trip once all this coronavirus fucking calms down, dude. It is a killer, bro. It's fucking yeah, man. It's heartbreaking when when you got to cancel a trip and you're fat, bro. You got to cancel a trip and you're fat, dude. And if you ever exercise, your dick gets smaller. Shit, it's no life to be living. Um, Tom Hanks says coronavirus, dude. Everyone's doing castaway memes. It's wild out here. It's wild out here. Soon there's going to be people we know too. Cause we're in Adelaide. I think there's 12 cases. We got 1.2 million people here population. Um, so that's like 0.0012% or something like that. Right. Very low percentage. Probably more zeros actually very low percentage of people here but soon bruh we're gonna be hearing it so i'm seeing my mum today she's coming over later and i'm gonna tell her you better fucking stay in your house you know stay in your house eat some fucking oranges man eat some garlic you know stay the fuck away from all these these cats and she's going to a show tonight She's going to a fucking show tonight. I think we need a slow slow down. Says says me when I want to go out for beers after my show. You know, let's end the fringe and then let's fucking slow down. You know? The the government's stopping all all uh social all you know pubs public gatherings over five hundred people. So that's like concerts and shit, right? That starts on Monday. Um and I saw Batuta Advocate posted a thing, which was funny. It said, um, you know, government official saves important work for Monday. Which is which is funny because, I mean, I understand it's hard to cancel things last minute. But sometimes you just got to do it. He should have said, boom, right now. You know, right now, from now. Starting now. That's what he should have did. But, you know, ScoMo don't be doing much. ScoMo, don't be doing much, dude. Um, Yeah, man, but I think that's all. That's pretty much all the shit I had to talk about on coronavirus. I think I've been talking about coronavirus for 40 minutes. Um, shit. Because I've had so many guests on, I haven't done Clay's reviews lately. So let's... Let's fucking get into that, and uh, I've got i got a fair bit to share with you guys. Let's hit it. Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clays reviews. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> I've been watching movies, bro. Um, over the last like few few weeks, when I haven't been doing Clays reviews. Um, we've got this movie. Now I've just got to remember what it was. Oh, this movie, it was, it's called Morning Glory and it starred Rachel McAdams. And she, she works at like a morning news show, like, you know, sunrise like that, or like good morning America. So those are the same things. She works on a show like that and the ratings drop and she's got to get the ratings back up and she does it. Um, and that's the movie, bro. She does it. And there's a love interest. So, so yeah, they didn't try very hard on this one. Um, but I'll tell you this, it made me laugh. So 6.5 out of 10. The captive Ryan Reynolds and the redheaded lady from the killing who I hate as an actress. Cause check this out. She She always goes to whispering as her emotion. Her default emotion is whispering. And you guys are like, Clay, whispering isn't an emotion. Wrong! It is. When she gets angry, she gets so so fucking angry, you know? And when she's scared, she's scared. And when she's happy, I'm so happy. You know? Every emotion warrants a whisper. You can make any emotion a whisper, bruh. Name an emotion, glee, (gasps) I'm gleeful. See, name another one, grief, (laughs) I'm grieving. See, this bitch whispers for everything, bro. And you know what that means? That means everyone around her has to whisper because if she's whispering and they're talking, she looks crazy or they look like they're yelling. So she fucks the sound design up for the whole movie. So me and Rachel watched this movie together. It's probably, probably a minute, I mean, hour 40 or something, this movie. And we're turning it up constantly for an hour 40. And my TV, when you turn it off, it's got like a bing boom sound like that. And the volume was so loud that when I turned the TV off, we didn't even realize it was that loud because the whole movie's whispers because of this bitch, right? And any scene she's not in, people are talking normal, so you got to turn it down in that scene. But then she comes back, you got to turn the whole fucking thing back up. I turn the TV off, and this shit is like, bang, bong, you know? Bang, bang. I wish that's the sound of my fucking TV, mate. Um, But, yeah, dude. She's just she's whispering, bro. So she, so she pissed me off. Another thing was that the, um, the girl, when she gets taken, doesn't even scream. She doesn't scream. Um, so that was, you know, I would scream. And I know there's a thing like you can put your finger, your hand over your mouth. You're allowed to put your, you, like someone could put their hand over your mouth, but you can easily still scream, you know, and there'll be a sound. So that was annoying. Um, the guy had two sidekicks. Uh, one went to jail. Right. Uh, and then there was a scene where he's talking to him in jail. And whatever they talk about never gets resolved. And then the other sidekick is his bitch. You don't know where she comes from. You don't, you know, you don't really, they don't really explain her. They don't explain her, you know, she's obviously a victim. Like she probably was a victim groomed up like the daughter was supposed to be. that got taken in this movie. Um, This movie is a shitty version of taken, right? It takes until the last 20 minutes of the film for anyone to take any action on this it's just mostly this bitch whispering and what Ryan Reynolds hanging up his phone all the time. So um I've got written down here 7 but after actually saying all that out loud I'm I'm demoting that to a fucking 6, bro. I think it's I think I gave it I think I gave it a 7 cuz just cuz I like Ryan Reynolds and the album the the cover the the picture for this movie is pretty dope. Um but yeah, 6. The Captive. Uh, I watched that on Stan and morning glory. I think was on Netflix. Uh, Spencer confidential. This is the new Mark Wahlberg movie on Netflix. I think it's fucking number one or two in the fucking world at the moment. And yeah, it's decent, but it's also whatever. Uh, and it's about, it's about a cop who gets arrested for beating down his sergeant, right? Goes to prison, comes out of prison and he's, he breaks up this dirty cop ring and he's like addicted to solving crimes, bro. Um, you know, how some people are addicted to drugs, alcohol, sex, pornos, um, what else? Oxies. Um, you know, people get addicted to things, bro. And this dude, smoking cigarette, this dude is addicted to solving crimes. And that's pretty much the joke that ends the movie. He's addicted to solving crimes. There's a big black dude that's sort of his partner in this movie. Why is he? I don't understand why they became partners. Why this dude becomes into doing crime or like solving it. I don't, They didn't really explain that. They just were roommates. They just were roommates. And then they were like, Hey, let's solve crimes together or something. I don't know. That part didn't make sense. And I didn't... I couldn't... I don't know what his accent was. Like Trinidad and Tobago or something. His accent, bro, was confusing and hard to sometimes understand what he was talking about. Um, Eliza Schlesinger is in it. And she's doing Boston accent. Um, Like real Southie accent. Which is like that fucking... Um, like what the fuck are you talking about, Barbie? Walking to the fucking corner, like that type of shit. And I'm not very good at it, but it was so- something like that. She was doing that. Um, I'm not a big fan of her. Um, I have seen a uh, a selfie of her. She's got a, and this is very objectifying women type shit. But I saw her body's pretty l- legit, to be honest with you. Um, I don't I don't like her comedy. And I probably, probably preferred her. As, uh, I think I disliked her as an actress because of her comedy. Maybe she was a better actress. I don't know. Just yeah, I'm not a big fan of her to be honest. And that's and what I just did then is called burning bridges. Like, what if I become a good comedian, bro? Right? And I, you know, hey, what's up, Eliza? You want to be on my podcast? She's like, fuck you. You know, something like that. But uh, Spencer Confidential, seven out of ten. I did enjoy it. Um, and there's a dude in I forget his name, but he's been in a movie with Mark Wahlberg before, where they're assassins. Um, and he kind of looks like Dave Chappelle, to be honest with you, like a like a bigger Dave Chappelle, maybe, or maybe smaller. And though, yeah, those are basically the two options, bigger or smaller. Um. What's that other movie called? Don't worry about it. It's shit anyway. Um, I watched this movie called Shazam. Uh, and that's a DC comic movie for kids. Um, and the first thing Rachel said was, oh, this is too scary for kids. And I didn't understand what she meant because I wasn't scared once in this whole movie because it was a kid's movie. Um, one of my least favorite superheroes, he's basically Superman, I guess. And then his powers get shared with his his foster siblings, Uh-oh. and when the foster siblings get powers, they like grow like they grow up. Um, they look older. They grow up into their like, um, their perfect versions of themselves or whatever, right? And the black one, she grows up to be Megan Good. Oh my God! So Megan Good's in this movie, uh, like in the last ten minutes, and she's. So hot. Dude, I'm telling you right fucking now. And I'm being honest, I'd leave my family for Megan Good. If Megan Good walked into this studio right now, I and she said, come with me, I would leave and I'd leave this, this audio running and I would take none of my shit and I'd just go with her. Do you understand me when I say this? Do you fucking understand what I'm saying? Megan Good, bro. My Lord. Oh man! Oh, mm, 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 mm. and that's me objectifying yet another woman on the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. Um, so Shazam, man, it was cool for it was all right. You know, it was it had messages like don't do bullying, don't do bullying. Um, you know, appreciate those who love you. Don't be an asshole. Things like this. There's messages for kids. And, and also adults who, you know, do bullying and do be assholes. So seven out of 10 for Shazam. It was all right. It wasn't no Dark Knight, you know, or Dark Knight Rises, you know, um, always a bridesmaid. Now this is one of those, uh, you know, black Hollywood movies, all black actors and actresses. And let me tell you this, let me tell you this, it, Black Hollywood needs to step its game up. And I know Tyler Perry's got his new studio and shit. And I think this movie was made before that. And I don't think it's a Tyler Perry movie. But all the actors in this movie were Poo Poo. Um, The main actress, I cannot believe she even got a starring role. She was Poo Poo. And here's me burning more bridges. Um, Oh, dude, I couldn't handle it. I could not handle the jandle, bro. Couldn't. It was hard to watch, and we got through it, and I gave it a 4 out of 10. Oh, before I say that, the whole thing is about this, what she's always a bridesmaid at weddings, and oh, poor me, I can't find love. Um, But she's damaged, right? And this dude wants to love her, and then she fucking self-sabotages. So no wonder you're always a bridesmaid, fucko. You know? Fuck off. So annoying. So that's show four. Um, And then this movie called The Last Thing He Wanted, which was about some reporter doing reporting. There was too many stories, all right? So she's doing reporting, and that's um Anne Hathaway. She's doing reporting. Ben Affleck's, you know, he sometimes shows his face doing something. Being, you know, being mad or something. And looking heavy. He looks heavy in this. And and Anne Hathaway looks not good in this. I think they did lots of makeup, I think. I don't know, but um she's doing reporting. He's not doing much. And then you got... um. Uh, I think uh, Will uh, Willem Dafoe is the dad, and he's telling her, you got to
1: do this. Oh, and now you got to do that. And she's like, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it because you're my dad and you're sick, you know?
0: And then she's doing all this shit, and I'm like, what are you doing? Before you were doing this, and now you're doing that. And then when you were doing that, you were doing this. And I'm confused, right? So I didn't know what this movie was about. Exposing something due to reporting. Um, Very bad. Very, very bad on Netflix. Very, very bad. I can't stress this enough, you guys. Very bad. Oh, very, very bad. Very bad, you guys. Three out of ten. I don't like doing that to them. I don't like giving those threes out. I get a lot of feedback. Oh, all you give is sevens. Yeah. Well, a lot of, there's a lot of fucking sevens out there. That's, you know, it's a good movie. It's not going to win any awards and it's not shit. You know, that's what most movies are. That's a, a seven is basically a movie, right? Once you hit an eight, you're getting into like, that's a, that's a fucking, now that's a movie, you know? And once you hit a six, you're sort of like, that's a movie, you know? And once you're at like a nine, you're thinking like, okay, nominees. You're thinking this is nominated, right? And once you hit a five, you're like, this is watchable just. Ten is obviously perfection. And then when you hit a four, you're talking about shit that you're telling people not to watch. So a five is barely watchable, okay? So that... So... Always a bridesmaid, which I gave a four. Now that's I'm telling you not to watch that movie. When I say four, when I say five, I'm saying you can sit through this, but I probably wouldn't watch it. Six is like okay, well someone had an idea and someone paid for that idea to become reality. Right? You no, know? and then seven is that's a movie you can watch. This okay when you when you get to the last thing he wanted which was a 3 it's like someone had a manic episode and wrote down everything that they thought and then some and then went to a film studio and the studio head was in the middle of a manic episode and signed off on this fucked up movie and then someone tried to shoot it You know, and the person that was shooting it wasn't in the middle of a manic episode and was confused as fuck when they shot it. But he was like, fuck it, it's a paycheck. And that's what the last thing he wanted is, is a three. So yeah, yeah, I give out a lot of sevens because there's a lot of sevens out there. Okay, you understand? Most movies are sevens. So I'm mostly going to be giving out sevens. So don't tell me what I mostly give out. I know what I give out, bruh. I know what I give out. Oh, shit. Sorry. That's an hour. We've been doing an hour. Um, And I do have one more announcement to make. Um, And I don't know if it's positive or negative, but I think you guys, I, I think I'm going to stop doing the midweek episodes. Um, I, I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, I might just do it sometime. <coughs> Sorry. I might just do it sometimes. Um, I'm just, and maybe, maybe, I, maybe I'm speaking at, at the wrong time. Maybe I should wait. But this fringe season, dude, has been so hectic on my schedule, on everything. Um, Rachel has been a soldier. She has been so supportive of everything that I've been doing. But, um... I feel like the potty as much as I love it. I love th- this is I love this more than anything. It's taken away from comedy time. And I sometimes feel pressured to do the potty when I don't want to feel like that. So I think the midweek episode I think I'm gonna take away because it is taken away from my time with Rachel. It's taken away from my joke writing time. It's taken away from me getting up and doing gigs. So, uh, it's taken away from networking. So I think, I think I'm just going to do the one episode per week. Um, and if, yeah, if that's what ends up happening, maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do the, um, the, the weekend one, maybe I'll do like an hour and a half so I can make sure I still get around to all the emails, would you rather's the, you know, advice, whatever. Cause I know I've been missing that lately. Just it's been a hectic fringe season and that the, this fringe season has probably taught me that I've, I've got way too much on my plate, especially while I am working full time. Um, it's difficult. It is difficult to work full time, bro. So thinking of maybe, I don't know, maybe dropping a day or something. I don't know. We need to. We need to reassess, I think, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it, man. Yeah. So that's a lot of, uh, a lot of gaps and pauses at the end of this episode, which, um, you know, it's rough, rugged and raw here at the Welcome to the Potty podcast. So we're not going to edit that out, but you know what it is, bro make sure we we got to grow this thing so tell a friend to tell a friend um, t-shirt sales have been slow uh, i just saw one come through yesterday so uh, we got to send that off but tell a friend to tell a friend man let's get this fucking shit built up let's build we're trying to we're trying to do all this shit we're trying to make money and gift charity at the same time so we're gonna need we're gonna need more listeners so tell them tell a friend to tell a friend let's get this shit popping bro let's rate and review five stars the more ratings we get the you know the more we get seen so please please do a five-star rating man just it's not hard it's not fucking hard to do um what else man that's it you know what to do. Tell a friend and tell a friend. I love you guys. Make sure you love yourselves. This is welcome to the potty. And as always, man. Bung bung.
1: Baby welcome to Baby, welcome to